0: All right. I'm ready.
1: <sighs> you, you can start whenever you want, man. Oh, sorry. I
2: thought I was... Did you say that you were ready to go? Um, yeah. Oh. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I was not... I was literally just staring at the wall thinking, like, not, <laughs> not paying attention.
1: All right. All right. <laughs>
2: welcome to the crunch it is your boy ethan
1: and i'm patrick and speaking of ice chips when it's i it's what we were talking about it was what we were talking about so i when i i got my appendix out in oh, my oh. sophomore year of congratulations thank you it was, was it a boy appendix or a girl it, appendix? it was a girl appendix it was a it was um five point three inches, uh-huh. 11 pounds. It was a big one. <laughs> my <laughs> my, appendix, was my appendix was a bowling ball. <laughs> That's and, why I had uh, to take it out. Yeah, I had, it. To get, I had to get a cesarean section to get my appendix out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not entirely sure they sewed me up correctly because my belly button. So I had a belly wait, button. Hold
2: on. Hold on. Hold on what do you mean you don't think they sewed you back up correctly it's still like has there been a part of your body just hanging out for years and you just didn't ever
1: yeah and like occasionally i see food going through it and i'm like Uh no i'm kidding like Um, like an
2: aquarium yeah
1: (laughs) it's like an aquarium for like for like salt and vinegar potato chips and m&ms um oh you healthy healthy boy that's my diet and i haven't eaten either of those things in. that's a marriage boy right there (laughs) so um no so like they did a laparoscopic appendectomy, which, as we all know, means they go in through your little belly button, uh-huh. and um, they make three cuts. So they go the, the scissors go through the belly button, and then there's a camera, and then there's another incision I have a question. they make.
2: Yeah. Which direction do they go th- through the belly button? Like, are they? Do they start at the bottom and kind of snip up towards the chest?
1: I wasn't awake,
2: so... Well, you have the scars. Uh, let me check. Do they go in through the belly button?
1: It's kind of oh. diagonal. Okay. It's kind of diagonal cut. But I used to have an Audi. Uh huh. And now they I took. They took your uh, Audi away. Yeah, they did. Well, I mean, I never really had. It wasn't. It was an Audi only in the in the strict sense because my belly has never been flat enough for it to be considered an Audi. So I've always had an innie. Mm. But um, they they cut they cut my 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 Audi out. So now now I don't have an Audi anymore. Um, mm. they stole my car. So, um. Anyway, where was I oh yeah yeah yeah. So after they uh after they um do the surgery, you can't eat food for like until the gas they pump up your stomach full of gas.
2: That's the opposite of how it normally is. Normally you can't eat before a
1: surgery. Well either. One... You can't do either. You can't eat before the surgery. So what they did was mm. they gave me like the cleaning out your colon sort of deal. They gave me this little thing that made me like, you know poop a lot and then (laughs) and then they were like you can't eat anymore until the surgery and they kept delaying my surgery and i was like why did you give that to me the first why did you give that to me so soon why couldn't (laughs) you have given it to me later (laughs) and so by the end of my time in the hospital i hadn't eaten for like four days oh my gosh yeah which is a lot of days
2: yeah, it's how was your hospital visit, Patrick? It was great. I left malnourished.
1: I left malnourished. We went to Denny's the first thing after I left. I got like a grand slam. It was awesome. But um, you can't yes. you can't eat any food because your tummy is full of gas. Uh huh. And if you ate any food, you would immediately just throw up because it would bounce off the gas. Yeah, because it's like a imagine a bouncy castle, like a but with like a hamburger. You put the hamburger down there, and it goes boing, 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 boing and it goes back up. Mm-hmm. So that was where I was at. And then, um, yeah, that's actually, oh, and I could only, I couldn't drink water either. They had to like, they had to put it in my veins. They had to hydrate me through my veins. Mm -hmm. And so I could only eat ice chips, but they would cut me off. Gotcha. They'd be like, no, you can't have your... Because ba- <laughs> I was like, if I drink an- if I eat enough ice chips, it turns to water in my mouth. And they won't realize that I'm drinking water. And they would cut me off. Like, you can't have any more ice chips. You're just drinking water. And I was like, but I'm thirsty. So that's That sounds
2: awful. So they took your appendix and they took your Audi. Mm-hmm. And they did three cuts on your belly.
1: Yeah, and they shaved my chest hair. And mm-hmm. I was working so hard on it. I had three whole chest hairs.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> at the end of this, they say three strikes, you're outie.
1: Yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking
1: about that before I said the chest hairs thing? No. Oh, good. I also got AirPods.
2: No, you did not. I did. I you straight up did. Gosh, darn it.
1: I wish I was lying to you. <sighs> I got AirPods. I didn't buy like actual AirPods. My friend, my friend had these knockoffs, and he sold them to me for twenty dollars, and so I bought them. And then the what second one, okay. the second one started like the right side one started breaking. And then I had to like reset it and now they're fixed.
2: So you have fake AirPods.
1: I have fake AirPods, yeah. Okay,
2: well, that's not as egregious, but it's still pretty bad. (laughs) I've had, I had a couple of people text me this week and they said, I can't believe you hate AirPods. And I said, I can't believe you think that you know me well.
1: Yeah, I can't, I I can't believe that people can't believe that because I absolutely understand. I mean, the first time I saw AirPods uh, granted was when uh, LeBron James was like wearing his short suit. Uh-huh. That was the first oh, time I ever oh, saw AirPods being used.
2: I missed the short suit.
1: And I was like, man, this is just all kinds of ridiculous.
2: Too bad the American people are going to rise up against LeBron James and kill him before he has the chance to use AirPods ever again. Wait, what? <laughs> you heard about the whole thing that's going on with the NBA in China? Nope. So basically, the, the GM of the Houston Rockets gotcha. s- t- tweeted in support of Hong Kong. Okay. Okay. The Rockets is the biggest team in China because of Yao Ming. And so the China was very upset with the statement. The NBA was upset with the dude because that means that they're going to lose a bunch of money in China. And then various players have not or have spoken out about it. And LeBron was the only player to speak out in defense of um, China, like saying that... <laughs> China was actually not doing anything wrong and everyone seems to think that it's because that he wants to make a lot of money with space jam 2 <laughs> sorry what <laughs> so he's making space jam 2 right now currently yeah. that's why he's that's why he plays for the Los Angeles Lakers so there's this whole conspiracy theory about sorry how... he
1: plays for the Lakers because he's making space jam 2
2: I'm not gonna say that's all of the reason but I will say yes that that is the reason okay. <laughs> Just like you can't make movies in Cleveland, that's all that it is.
1: That yeah, oh, okay, that makes sense.
2: So it's yes, he moved to Los Angeles because the Lakers is a storied dynasty of basketball history, and he joins greats such as Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and Wilt Chamberlain. But also, that's where the movie theaters are, you know, and so <laughs> that's where the movie studios is where they make the big movies, and so.
1: The, mo- uh, the, the pictures. That's why they make the pictures.
2: The, the, the talkies. And so LeBron's kind of under <laughs> a lot of heat from everybody right now <laughs> because it seems like he's defending China more than he's defending freedom of was, speech. That was a pun, right? That was a- And the American people. What?
1: He's under a lot of heat.
2: Oh, he did play for the heat. Good Yeah, point. he he's did. Had, I knew that. He's had quite the cavalier attitude about ah, this.
1: Nah, nah. he Maybe he's had he's the Celtic. Never mind.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he should pray to Saint Vincent Saint Mary for some intercession. Okay. That's where he went to high school.
1: Okay. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know that. That was uh-huh. so deep.
2: Yeah. It's pretty famous. But anyway. <laughs> uh this is a preview of my new NBA podcast that I'm starting with my friends. Yeah,
1: you're Jose. rebranding just as like a twenty three year old who
2: Yeah, I kind of like am just not that I don't love being Catholic and being a Catholic missionary, but I kind of just don't care about what people who follow me want to see. I'm just going to tweet about stuff that I like.
1: That's good. Hey, do you, do you think focus heard about the rebrand or I don't think we should tell them. I don't think we should tell them. We got invited back. I still haven't signed a contract. Have you signed a contract?
2: That's getting sent my, my way soon okay send it to you don't worry we just have to became
1: the business guy all of a sudden we got to stay
2: above board well it's just because i know the woman that's doing fair enough i'm I'm
1: honestly really excited to go back to phoenix because when i was there uh bearded blevins shout out bearded blevins um he showed me a bunch of really cool like cigar shops oh and like it's like if we found this one that was like a cigar shop bar it's called the fox Mm -hmm. And it was like this really fancy place. So you and me, you and me, we're going there, baby. We're going to have a
2: we. So since Catching Foxes isn't there, we can't just join in on their podcast meetup. So we're going to have to.
1: They're not going.
2: I don't think so. I haven't heard anything.
1: What's the hot goss? Why not?
2: The hot goss is that I talked to Luke and he said that he hasn't gotten invited yet. So we
1: might have to be. That's BS. I hope they're not going based off of attendance last year because they kind of got screwed.
2: Their talk was, what was their talk or their podcast?
1: Their podcast slot was a pretty good slot in the evening, but then all of a sudden Father Mike Schmidt scheduled like a, a oh, random meetup yeah. at the same time. That's silly. Yeah, I know. Hate to see it. Hate to see it, but you know.
2: Love to see it. Love to see him go.
1: Aha. I mean, we are uh, kind of the, we are, we do kind of reach the target demographic of SLS. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Rebrand, baby. <laughs> Rebrand. We need a, we need to have like a,
2: a comedy convention that we can go to and yeah be the, be the small fish in the big pond there instead of the big fish in the small comedy pond at SLS
1: are we the big fish in the small pond the small comedy pond that's why yeah I It's pretty small it's like a small yeah. comedy
2: puddle there's no other comedy podcasts right there that's a good one <laughs> a, ours barely even qualifies <laughs> yeah honestly
1: <laughs> you know it's always fun looking back let's do hot take time machine. Hot take hot take time time machine. Machine. Welcome to Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting lives. If you have a hot take five years or older, DM it to us at the Crunchcast on Twitter or on Instagram, or email us info at the Ethan, take us off.
2: Oh boy. This is from uh, this is January 14th, 2014, at ten thirty PM. Okay, so this is past my bedtime. <laughs> Uh, when I was in my senior year of high school from Twitter for iPhone, it's in all caps. Ready? Why can't the girls read pride and prejudice and the boys read intro to mud wrestling? Sorry, what? (laughs) Why can't the girls read pride and prejudice and the boys read intro to mud wrestling?
1: This sounds like something that you would ironically tweet today.
2: Five likes.
1: Is that Uh, serious?
2: That was, I think it. I, well, it was in all caps, so like, it was kind of a joke. But just the – I I can't believe that I was I – think, I think it's funny, right? Why can't the girls read Pride and Prejudice? But then the second half and the boys read Intro to Mud Wrestling. Like I didn't really try that hard to come up with a book <laughs> that the boys could read. You know, like I could have said, why can't the boys read Capital by Marx or something? Like
1: you Or know? Hatchet by Gary Paulson.
2: <laughs> yeah, like there's so many other – books that would be my side hilarious. of the mouth yeah uh what's that one book
1: um the the sing the the veggie tales interactive pop-up book that's the one yep there it is uh
2: did you have to read pride and prejudice in high school i
1: did not i had to really r- pretend to read sense of sensibility yeah <laughs> no i i i wanted to read sense of sensibility so when i was in high school my senior year i took i was in this cambridge program thing yeah. it was like what what our school did instead of ap and i was one of the in the classes... cambridge program yeah I was across the pond and... at the cambridge program i sort of got my books on i was on the great british baking
2: show and then i put my <laughs> my biscuits into a crumpet and then i handed it over to the judge and he said right this is a bloody good biscuit in a crumpet
1: that's no joke you sound like my sacraments professor (laughs) Really? like that that, for for a second you sounded like dr newton like he has a very strong british accent i love
2: that i love that i've only got sort of the i think that's cockney i don't know it's not uh it's not a a wealthy man's british accent no it's not but it has
1: it but it had a little bit of like a little bit of a learned like bit, yeah. it had it had the wit you know it had mm, the British wit the dude, you know it was... might not have the British money like you might not come you might not come from, not from Stratford-upon-Thames yes but or something <laughs> <There's> <laughs> no, Avon. What? Stratford-upon-Avon no you're, that's where Shakespeare's are, from
2: you're all making up these words no those are, that's a real place more um, of a Liverpool guy
1: <laughs> so uh oh where was I with the, oh yeah, yeah so uh there were two there were two levels so like an ace class you could either take the as level which is like the regular (laughs) or the a level which is like the super class okay and it it you you had to take this like big standardized test at the end and it was it wasn't standardized. it was actually just like essays so Mm -hmm. i took ace literature there was ace language and ace literature kind of like ap right for literature i took as level and i had to like write i had to take two tests For AS-level literature, I would have to take two. But for A-level, which I took, I had to take four. Four tests at the end of this class. Um, One was on prose. One was on poetry. One was on Shakespearean literature. And one was on um, pre-19th century literature. And so I had to write about um, Queen Elizabeth II's poetry about Cupid. I had to write about um, this book by a Nigerian woman named... uh, her last name was Adichie okay. and then i had to write about uh um oh my gosh as you like it and then i had to write about sense and sensibility but i didn't have time to read sense and sensibility because so you just pretended
2: to know what it was about
1: yeah so the problem with the a level was the teachers couldn't teach you you had to read it yourself if you wanted to take the a level class because the teacher was too busy and so, so I, I had read i had read the then? shakespeare but i hadn't read sense and sensibility and so the day before the test i watched the movie and read the spark notes you're kidding no and i got i got an a and here's the thing about A uh, here's the thing about ace ace classes. It's graded A through E, mm-hmm. and all of those are passing. Mm-hmm. So if you get a C, that's an A in America, but if you get an A, that's like a super A. And so, so I just watched the video, watched the movie and so read. Why the... even try to
2: get an A if it's if a C is an A?
1: It's just different. If you get the only way to fail it is if you get a U, which is unscorable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
2: This is so bad it's unscorable. exactly it's It's like this is garbage it's not even worthy of a score and
1: you can you can get like your comments back you can like get it from the cambridge program you can be like hey like you send me why you gave me the score but um if you do that they rescore it so there's Mm -hmm. a chance you might fail even after you passed interesting
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean, it's not too hard. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that Sense and Sensibility tells the story of the Dashwood sisters, Eleanor and Marianne, as they come of age. And their older half-brother, John, and younger sister, Margaret, who's 13. Like, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Just kind of off the top of your head. It's set in southeast, southwest England, London, and Sussex between 1792 and 1797. These are just the things that we know growing up.
1: Yeah, these are just, like, the things that are obvious. Like, you're born... So I'm not entirely no sure what your, three things. Your, what your what your problem was, you know. Yeah, you're you're born knowing how to do three things: eat, sleep, and read Jane Austen. The knowledge of
2: *Sense and Sensibility* is passed down to us much in the same way that *Norland Park* is passed down to John, the product of Mister Dashwood's first marriage. <laughs> I uh, my big my big enemy in high school was uh, Jane Eyre, obviously. Yeah. Um, And Pride and Prejudice, I guess, pertaining to the tweet. I must have really not liked it uh, at the time at 10.30 p.m. on January 14th, 2014. I mean, it's not a bad book. I don't think it's bad. I think if I reread it now, I'd be like, all right, I kind of get it. I can
1: understand the nuance one. But I think at the time,
2: maybe it's just because I'm better at reading now. Yeah. Because when I would read then, it was sort of, I would read, but I would have music on and I would have my phone next to me and I would be playing a game on my iPod Touch while also reading. And... I didn't really take it seriously. Like, yeah. I didn't read the book just to read the book. And I think if I went back and I did it, it would be different.
1: Yeah, looking back, I'm kind of unsure if high school literature curriculum actually has any, like... Books. Point. Ah. Or, like, just general thrust. And if anyone is listening and is a teacher, you can probably slap me upside the head for this. But, like, everybody reads different things. And it seems this general trend that nobody read the things they were supposed to read. So what was the point? I think it you know?
2: was it was to expose us to yeah. the stuff that I I don't know, I really don't know either.
1: I mean, you should gradually you should by the end of high school you should be able to read at least some kind of like great American novel like by yourself without any kind of like help, right? But like when it comes to when it comes to like we can we can read Great Gatsby and Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn and like, I'm not looking at my bookshelf right now, but, um, or like, like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. Right. Cause these are like kind of recent, at least they're like uh-huh. American. And so we have a, at least a general understanding of the culture and the context in which they were written. Yeah. But with Sense and sensibility or pride and prejudice or like any of those, it's, 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 there's a lot of nuance now that like you won't exactly understand. And, and that, that can be intimidating. to like the general kid. And so it's That's kind fair. of unfair yeah. to like, just try it like to have them have them read it and a lot of it seemed to be like on your own go read this yeah do your best do you instead think, of reading like excerpts
2: do you think it would have been better and maybe like i mean obviously writing essays is good and important it's important to be able to put down to words what you're thinking but i feel like more like group discussion you know i feel like we didn't have any group discussion ever about the book
1: yeah
2: hence my tortured soul desiring to read intro to mud wrestling because at least that's something i can talk to the boys about you know I really sink
1: my teeth into rip open i know my my freshman, my freshman my freshman english out. teacher he 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 had us do a lot of discussion especially when we read to kill a mockingbird and we were talking about like racism mm-hmm. right and like we also read um we read the most dangerous game have you ever heard that heard of that one yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we read that one. We talked about it. It was kind of cool. It was like, what does this represent? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of spooky. A fair <laughs> racism. <text. laughs> no, Patrick, it's yeah. not racism. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in that class, my buddy Tim and I, instead of um, instead of skipping under God in the Pledge of Allegiance, we would only say under God mm. um, to mm-hmm. offset. It was kind of our little inside joke. That is funny. Yeah, thank you.
2: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I just say God in any song that has the word God in it. I just say that. <laughs> I, just, I don't sing any other word
1: god um, god god is, uh, god. Uh, god is uh, yeah.
2: god. what uh what happened to you five years or more before today
1: oh this is another high school one it happened when i was a freshman i'm so Wonderful. excited okay on oh my gosh i gotta view original post okay oh this is another one that had a lot of a lot of comments this is oh, good. good on february 17th 2012 Got hit by a freaking car running oh, no. across the SeaWorld parking lot. <laughs> but it's okay. Dodge Neons don't pack a punch. Wow. You... Also, I'm not in the hospital or severely hurt, so don't worry.
2: Mm. So you got hit by a car and decided that was the time to insult a great American auto manufacturer. Yes. The Dodge Dodge Neon.
1: What happened? Um. So... We went to SeaWorld on a biology field trip, which in Florida is just something you do. Yeah, okay. Um, we didn't have that in Kansas. <laughs> this is not, honestly, not going to lie. That's the that's maybe the second out of three times I would go to SeaWorld for some kind of quote-unquote academic reason. Yeah. The first time was when I was in sixth grade, and uh, they told us to tell us something that we learned on this little sheet of paper after the field trip. And I said, I learned that orcas are closer to dolphins than whales. And I got marked off because the teacher's like, that's not true. And I got an encyclopedia, and I was like, listen, it is true. I learned it, jerk. And, anyway, and that's not important. So in and the whole my class freshman- clapped. And the whole class clapped, and Albert Einstein walked in back mm-hmm. from the dead and gave me $100. Yes. yes. And um, so <laughs> that actually did happen. Not the Albert Einstein part, but the first part. <laughs> so at the end of SeaWorld in freshman year of high school, um, my buddies and I were like, we have time before the bus let's go get some candy. Cause like, you know, we were 14 and had money right. yeah, 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 and we're like, let's go buy some overpriced candy from the place. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And then we were like, oh no, we're going to miss the bus. And my friends were a little more how you say it athletic than I was. Ah. And so they were like, we got time. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. And I'm like, these kids book it. And I'm like, oh, they are a lot faster than me. And I did not bring a belt. So I'm not running. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to miss the bus. Obviously, I wasn't going to miss the bus. They take roll. They would look for me, etc. But I was it freaking out. They would wait. It would be a big deal. They would, they would look out the window and see Tubby Little Patrick waddling his way over to the bus. You weren't waddling. But, no, I wasn't. I wasn't that bad. So, anyway, I ran, and I was like – I saw the bus, and my tunnel vision was like, this is – this is where i'm at this is where i'm going this is my time and all of a sudden i see a purple blur and all of a sudden my feet aren't on the ground anymore oh no (laughs) and i'm on the hood of this dodge neon (laughs) so so you
2: went up onto the hood it hit you from like a 90 degree angle yeah but it wasn't going fast how fast was it going
1: five i don't know i didn't break my legs that's good yeah so it like hit me (laughs) made a big old boom noise and the guy looked horrified and I was like, it's okay, I got to get my bus. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And I made it on the bus. And everyone watched and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, what? Yeah. I and I was it. like, oh no, I dropped my candy. And then I had to, yep, went, I dropped I got, my candy. Got it. No, I was scared. The that's, guy in the Dodge Neon was going to get mad at me for that's being. That's hilarious. I like,
2: can you imagine the entire bus, like everybody looking, and maybe there's some people that know you well and they're like, "Come on, Patrick, hurry up." And there's some people that don't know you well and they're like, "Who's this kind of tubby kid who's making us wait?" And oh, then that was nice. Everybody I'm sees nice. you. What? I'm just this. I'm using your words.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying, oh, that was kind of that was nice, kind of tubby. That was generous.
2: Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen a picture of you at this age, and so I'm just I'm imagining like the best out. case scenario, and everybody sees you get hit, and there's just the whole bus like, ooh like and what do you think they they just kind of laughed i, I would have laughed do you think the teachers
1: laughed i think they would have had to yeah. i mean it's just like it's just like just the
2: image if i was a teacher the only thing that i would want in my entire time as a teacher is to see one of my kids get whacked by a car
1: absolutely wrecked yeah
2: i love it oh i love my the gosh. idea i love the execution i think it's amazing
1: i wasn't executed but yeah well you know i'm it. sending you i'm sending you a picture of me when i was in eighth grade no this was actually no this is earlier this is in 2009 but i was just a little bit taller than this you've seen this picture have i yeah i haven't it's seen on the, any pictures of you it's on the hangouts message i'm not sure you exist
2: We've have you seen this picture
1: it's me in front of the piano no i've never seen this picture okay you're looking at it now though yeah yeah it's pretty bad it's a great picture I made that my profile picture once Uh on Facebook Uh just because I thought it was really funny and it was. Story over.
2: (sighs) Thank you for sharing.
1: You're welcome. I feel. Man, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun, but now I want to be sad.
2: Welcome to Tweets That Make Patrick Sad. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is our favorite segment of the show where we talk about tweets uh, so as to provide a vehicle for which to give our insights into the world as a whole. Patrick, what do you got going on?
1: All right. So I got to pull it up real quick. But uh, I saw this tweet um, from r slash childfree.
2: The worst subreddit in history.
1: Yeah, it, it's just it's, it's just awful. so bad. It's Childfree is a group where people get to talk about how they don't have kids and they feel really good about that and they feel really happy about that. Um and so this child-free post is tagged as support. So this is someone looking for support. Neighbors baby constantly wailing. Ugh. Um they ask, uh is there any law that protects tenants from noisy children? It's driving me absolutely nuts. How do parents even deal? Anyone encounter something similar? And people are like Hey, yeah, you should definitely call the police. I call I don't the care. cops on a baby. I know. I don't care if it's a baby, a party, if it's a loud noise, it's a loud noise. No,
2: no, um, no, 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 no. And then
1: call the landlord first, then the police, or check with your local regulatory body. Chances are there are noise ordinances they are in violation of. And just <laughs> imagine
2: calling the cops on a baby. On a baby. On a baby. Hit 911. What is your emergency? <laughs> hey, uh. <laughs> no, but
1: like, could you imagine being on the other side of that this call? This freaking
2: kid over here, he's uh, yelling pretty loud. Yeah, and, he's yelling pretty he's bad. Yelling, I can't seem to handle him. You know, nobody with that accent would actually hate babies. It would be someone with like a, I don't know, a, a New Brooklyn York accent.
1: Yeah, take that, I can't,
2: New York. I can't do a New York accent without saying the F word. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but I, I was I was thinking about this and I was like you know honestly this just shows how people don't realize that the the um I don't know exactly how to put it. It's not like a social contract, because that's that's a weird concept. But it's like when you live in community, mm. you have to suffer with people. Right. You know, it's if you like have like a you don't... a
2: bunch of younger brothers and sisters or neighbors or extended yeah. family that you have to yeah. live with. You kind of get over it. You kind of it's, are like, "Oh, this is how life is." I'm not yeah, entitled to. Yeah, contrary to
1: popular belief, we don't actually have the right to not be annoyed. You know.
2: Yeah, and this is why I hate AirPods. Ah, <laughs> uh, seriously, because it just yeah. it tells everybody like I can pay for the privilege to not have to deal with you. Yeah, and that's like the American way nowadays. That's the American I can way. I can pop in my headphones. I can listen to a podcast. I can. Play a game. I can be on my phone. Whatever I can it is, right? Listen to the entirety of the
1: Chronicles of Narnia.
2: There is no, no, no price is too high for me to not be bothered, and that is insane. Can you imagine? Hey, police. Yeah, it's me, the guy that it's you hate. Again. It's me again. There's this baby screaming over here. Can you come and take <laughs> care of it? And the the cops go into the house. And they're like, man, we heard you got a screaming baby. We're here to take care of it." And the woman's like, "No, please, not my child." And they give the baby a binky, <laughs> and then they they shoot the dog on the
1: way out. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's so funny because I the, the the one the one ray of sunshine from this post is that like how do parents even deal? Like it's that's the only thing I can see as like redeeming is like oh he's at least thinking wow like the parents must also be in this situation because honestly it's like yeah they're in the same boat and it's louder like they nobody wants this baby to be crying nobody's like satisfied that it's happening you know it's like it's like when a dog runs up to you it's like it's like when two dogs like are barking at each other right and they're both on leashes or whatever and like you, you nobody nobody wants the dog to be barking we're in this together. One time I was walking scout and, um, is that the name of your dog? Yeah. My dog's name is scout. I thought I was was walking scout name for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Once I was walking, walking Nick and, um, (laughs) and and scout started barking at this dog and the dog started barking at him. And I was like, scout, like chill out. And the guy, I was like looking up to the guy to be like, Hey man, like, isn't this wacky? Like our dogs are being so wild like we're on the same team here and he was like get your dog under control. Oh, I was like what? buddy. Come we're on. supposed to be on the sa- it's humans versus animals here. Like this yeah. is the cla- this is what brought the hunters together, you know? Yes. Like let's kill our dogs. Oh no. <laughs> no, like like we we're, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be friends. Like this should be something that brings us together, you know? Honestly, like if you have a baby that's crying next door, Bring those parents a lasagna and say, hey, I wanted to make this for you because I'm a good person. I don't complain about people on the Internet.
2: Yeah, that should be the the thing that motivates us to, like, get is, oh, you see this person has a bunch of kids that are screaming and it's kind of bothering me. Maybe they need help instead of this so inconveniences me it probably doesn't even inconvenience you just put on your headphones put on like, your AirPods. Put no, on it's just, airpods it is funny how we sleep. go from
1: it's just it's silly to me how we go from it takes a village to raise a kid mm-hmm. to i'm we mad shouldn't because, have kids yeah you shouldn't have kids <laughs> like what a turnaround <laughs> the village doesn't want to be bothered anymore
2: yeah the, literally there's some nasty nasty people in that subreddit just saying that kids are just cretins and they're gremlins and they're goblins and using all these words about to describe kids. I'm like you, you were that. Yeah. At one point. So calm
1: down, but it's like, call the cops on
2: yourself for being a big old jerk.
1: (laughs) Oh man. So what's your tweet that made you sad? I just hit my microphone.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you took mine. I did. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the Google doc, um, you'll see that uh, it says i was going to pick the child free one but you picked it first there were no good tweets this week because of the democratic debate
1: and columbus day oh wait i thought you had one written nope you said se- oh no you sent one you sent one to the to the to the account today i did oh did i yeah oh yeah. i
2: did i did i did i forgot about that one but it, it took me a while to find it because there were no good tweets this week because of the democratic debate and columbus day uh Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
0: This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag.
3: Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs>
0: And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra strong trash bag.
1: Hefty, hefty, hefty!
0: Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has arm and hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, <sniffs> you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the
3: superior strength of hefty, large, black bags. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket?
2: Oh, I thought this one would be be one that you would enjoy discussing. So, what's it about? There is this comedian from, I think she's from Australia. Her name is Hannah Gadsby. You heard of her? Nope. You watched her specials on online? No. Okay. Well, one time I saw a Sunday morning report about her. You remember the the Sunday morning news? Nope. CBS. My mom watches the Sunday morning news every week. That's good. It's good. Whenever I'm home yeah it's like a tradition where we'll go to mass and we'll come home and my mom will make coffee and we'll sit down on the couch we'll watch it's like in depth long form news stories on Sunday morning that's my cool. mom loves it. it's a long standing tradition in the Stevie household so anyway I knew about this girl from that or this woman excuse me and she wrote an article in GQ that's entitled you ready why men should be more lady like okay alright go on and essentially sort of the the gist of the article is that it, toxic masculinity, you know, all of these things and she's saying like women don't need to be more like men, men need to be more like women. And the tweet that I I sent to you was is this one woman that replied to it said, "Tell that to the fireman who walks into your burning house to rescue you or the young men who signed up for heavy combat after 9/11." tell it to the man who reaches for the baseball bat when there's a noise downstairs and his family is sleeping. And I just don't think that any of these things are the correct answer to the thing that was wrong. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Cause men and women are their own thing and men should act like men and women should act like women. And that's, that's the end of the conversation and there's no need to say like, well, what about the fireman who saves you? Like f- there are fire women too. Yeah, really. <laughs> also save people. And there's also women who signed up for heavy combat after 9 11. And there's also women who defend themselves against intruders. So it's like, what's the point that you're trying to make responding to this yeah. article? So the whole situation is like, nobody understands the difference between men and women anymore. They don't think that there is a difference. And then they just try to merge the two. And then we get all confused and then we get mad at each other. And I thought that you would have a take on this because you're literally writing a book about
1: it. Yeah. So this is good. I'm, I'm like, the article isn't that long. So I'm yeah, just like yeah, glancing yeah. through it real quick. Um, she makes a, she makes a valid point, a semi valid point. I don't know. Scale so she says, back your
2: confidence. Try not to act in every situation. What if you tried to refrain from sharing your opinions, yielding to people walking in the opposite direction? Yeah. Like those sorts of things. I'm like,
1: I mean, I, I, I don't know many And maybe that's just because I'm just not around. I don't really walk down streets often. But I I tend to I come from a school where <laughs> I if don't you do a bump lot of walking. into someone. I go to a school where if you bump into someone, they say sorry. You know? Like guy or girl. I don't know. They're, right. I don't I don't know if these if these uh stereotypes are universal, like that that men are Men always do these things and women don't tend to do these things. Um, But she's right, I guess. I mean, I've definitely told... I've definitely given the advice to some of my coworkers when they're being yelled at by parents to, like, stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's the same thing. Because, like, I don't think these things necessarily make you a man if you're bold and you speak up in meetings and you, like... Yeah, I don't. I don't think that makes you a man. I think that you makes sign up you... for heavy combat after nine eleven.
2: <laughs> yeah, the... Does that make me not a man. I was four. No,
1: how old was I? I was six. I was six. Here's here's the interesting thing. Okay, I she can't says go to Iraq. what if men? What if men looked looked to traditional feminine traits and tried to incorporate them in their masculinity? She says the word traditional feminine traits. Okay, what is tradition? what are you defining as tradition this is my big problem with the the masculinity and femininity debate now mm-hmm. um there was a debate on franciscan's campus the debate the the statement they were debating was they believe that traditional gender roles are good for the american household um and i was like what what do you define as traditional And they said where the man is the breadwinner and the woman stays at home and i wanted to point out to them that that tradition dates back maybe a hundred years if you're being generous like the the tradition there does not stretch
2: a 100 the way. year old tradition is not a tradition it's just kind of a thing
1: it's just a culture right and yeah. so like traditional gender roles tradition to court like uh, in, in 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 the feudal system right the man didn't go out and sit in an office and like work and bring money home he you know they both farmed and the uh, aristocrat taxed them on their wheat right like that that's the <laughs> traditional gender role where they both work in the fields because if they don't they're going to starve they're because to the aristocrats die. are taking their food yeah and so like that bring that, your that's wife to work point. day was every day fellas. every day and so i think i don't know i think we need to realize that we're not battling centuries of the same kind of sexism We are, we are battling a natural human, not it shouldn't, I shouldn't say natural, but we're balancing it in a real human, um, concupiscence, a tendency of men to dominate women. And that's just true because it's in the Bible, right? Like Genesis, Genesis three, God says to Adam and Eve, your desire will be for man and he will Lord it over you. That's not a demand. That's not a good thing. That's a consequence of what they did. And so man has this natural bend towards dominating over woman. And that's something that we continuously in every culture need to correct. And every culture has a different way that men dominate women. Again, aristocrats aren't walking up to your family and taking a quarter of your wheat. Um, or leaving Maybe not you a quarter your of it. family. Maybe not your family, but I know. I know the, the... Listen, my,
2: my backyard <laughs> is a bountiful field.
1: Half Isn't of it? my money goes to the Earl of Grey, and that's just because I'm really into tea.
2: ha! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm chuckling it up. over chuckle That was
1: things. a pretty good one. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I think it's, it's hard to get into these things with people because when you're a dude and you're trying to have a discussion with a woman or a man who's sympathetic to third wave feminism then it's instantly like oh you're just mansplaining to me yes you're just as a man you don't know what it's like and so it's hard to have these conversations so it's important that we listen yeah hear, hear what people are saying we say like yeah i affirm you in the fact that you feel like you're being repressed or you feel like you're uh Like the men in your life are are treating you unfairly, like and listen to that and be sympathetic towards it instead of saying, "Oh, she's trying to attack me" or "He is trying to attack me." So I think when we get really personal about it, we lose our ability to change because we just dig in, you know. And Mm -hmm. I think seeing this article and seeing the response to this article, like nobody says, "What about the man who signed up for 9/11 combat?" Is like that's not the right response, you know. The right response is, "Wow." She's making some good points. Let's how can we speak a truth into this while also paying attention to the the idea behind what she's trying to say?
1: Yeah, because people so, don't people don't just come up with so if, if she's saying that men tend to not move out of the way when walking mm-hmm. down the street or dominate meetings, dominate or, meetings right? Yeah. That's coming from a place of Experience, Personal experience probably, yeah hopefully, hopefully hopefully you can just assume that it is or at least
2: experience like, of a close friend who's experienced you know, yeah,
1: like, yeah 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 and so that. so that that's something that needs to be affirmed and like i happen to have a different experience i tend to stay out of the way of people when they're walking down the street and i just kind of truck I, them if i bump into someone i always say i'm sorry i lower the shoulder me. and i do not apologize <laughs> And that might just be because I'm a different person or I was raised differently, et cetera. Um, you ever
2: see the Seinfeld episode where he steals the marble rye from that woman? No. <laughs> he's so this old lady, and she's carrying the bread that he wants. And so he and he, he, was in line before her, but she gets it anyway. And so he sees her on the street, and he says, get out of the way, you old bag. And he rips, <laughs> rips the bread out of her arms and Is runs down George the road. George or Kramer? No, it was, this was Jerry. Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> Kramer's Cramer's pure. There's nothing wrong with Kramer. He There's would never. Wrong he would never do such a crime. He would befriend the old woman. And he would go never to her. say
1: racist things on stage.
2: No, he wouldn't. He would go to her home and and uh, they would share the they would break bread together.
1: They would break bread together. Gosh, he would steal it and then go back. Um, but yeah, this is one of the lines, of this article that stuck out was: um, This is the first time. I'm assuming she means the first time in history that straight white cis men have been forced to think of themselves as anything other than human neutral. Um, This is the one problem that I have with this in general um, is it projects an attitude onto a group, a large group, and it's unhelpful to do that. You can go into the whole reverse sexism thing. I think that's an okay thing to talk about. It's just Mm -hmm. not, it's just not a fruitful thing to talk about because there's a difference between someone saying, all white men are this way and someone actively, I don't know, enslaving a whole group of people. Right. We should probably stay off of the reverse sexism, reverse racism thing. But I do think there is something to be said about how projecting an attitude or projecting like a worldview onto a whole group of people. It's just unhelpful. It's just not, it's not helpful to say stuff like that because I am in searching myself I'm not sure that I've ever thought of myself as the standard human, right like i don't i, I just don't I just don't sympathize with his attitude and then that's that's where that's where the the microaggressions thing comes in. It's like oh well you you don't consciously do this, but you do it subconsciously mm-hmm. right and this is kind of to bring in another word that third wave feminism made possible. isn't that kind of gaslighty? you know it's like oh bit, you don't yeah. you just don't realize that you're sexist and racist like you you you're just you're just a little crazy that's gaslighting and um when yeah so i don't know the the stuff like stuff like this and obviously this article is very short so it's not meant to be like an in-depth analysis it's more right. meant to be volatile and shared on the internet so that people immediately
2: i love a good headline
1: yeah right it's so that people can it's so that a good a nice a nice uh, a nice karen middle-aged karen can you know <laughs> tweet something like that and stir up some mm-hmm. engagement uh it's made for that not for a real discussion but i think of a real course. discussion could be had about this
2: and here we are having it uh you tweeted out this week to see if anybody had any questions for us for the monthly mailbag and i am chomping at the bit to answer these people's inquiries their questions their they are—they are uh, they're eager to hear what we're going to say, and I think that we owe it to them to—to to get it going. Welcome to the monthly mailbag, Patrick.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. are, are I'm are introducing you? the monthly mailbag. Oh well, I
2: just don't have any of the questions, and
1: you. Oh oh oh, 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 that's okay. Welcome to the Monthly Mailbag, <laughs> the monthly episode, that the monthly show that we do every month and mm-hmm. that everyone loves. And our ratings don't go down. We, do, we, it do, we do it we every week. We do it every month. Every month. Um, first and foremost, uh, I got a direct question from Catherine Gibson. She listened to our episode last week where I talked about the, uh, the book Deep Work. Mm. And she asked, "Is are there, do you have any recommendations to apply the tenets of deep and shallow work to teaching? Um, yeah, so essentially, he defines deep work as like I said last week, as anything that you that you do in your professional life that you uh, that a recent graduate of a college that's not in your field wouldn't be able to do. And so I would say that lesson planning is an example of a time that you would engage in deep work. Um, I would say that certain things like teaching, like I, I had trouble applying this to my own job as a youth minister because getting up in front of people and writing talks is something that I wouldn't be able to just train someone to do as if they just graduated college but it doesn't take me an hour of intense work to do it right it takes me about 15 minutes 30 minutes and then I can get up and just do it so I but I when I when I'm planning lessons I do shut off everything and just really focus and like really think and so I would I would say deep work would be lesson planning that you can do for like an hour, two hours a day. And then, um, I don't actually know how long people lesson plan. And then shallow work would be stuff like meetings, meetings on like faculty meetings, stuff like that. He definitely says that's shallow work. Um, answering emails, grading, etc. Unless you're grading like really extensive college papers. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I, I don't have an answer to that one. Cause it was, So that's my answer. Thanks yeah. Catherine. Good job.
1: Good question. Give us this next question from Iowa Catholic. I'm really interested in Oh, this yes.
2: Uh, at Iowa Catholic, Alex asks us, how does wind happen? This
1: is really important. How does how does wind happen? Ethan, you're a scientist. How does wind happen?
2: Well, when I got my degree in science, I, was at, I went outside and
1: I said one day, <laughs> where does the wind
2: come from? And everybody kind of looked at me as if I were crazy. I think it's one of those cover-ups. You know, I think it's something that... <laughs> Something that someone somewhere knows, but they they don't want to tell us because they don't want us to know where the – I think that at the – so this is – ready? So in California, right, the wind is coming from the ocean to the land, okay? We don't yeah. know where it comes from in the ocean. Well, I'll get there in a second. On the other end of the country, people say, ooh, the windy city, Chicago. Oh, but it's not that windy because we're in New York, you know, it's got windy over here. So all I can say is that there's... I've never been to California. As far as I know, nobody's ever been to California. <laughs> there are giant fans, okay? <laughs> propelling the wind that comes in from the ocean across America. Okay? Across so, America. You ever hear of the plains? Mm-hmm. Okay, there, there mm-hmm. they are. You ever hear of the, the Midwest? Yeah. You ever hear of the mountains? Okay. No. All these regions? They're getting their wind from the from California. Where's the wind coming <laughs> from in the ocean? There's a see. No. I have had a long-standing, long tradition on this podcast of believing in gigantic sea monsters.
1: <laughs> and I think are you a, saying that even our wind is imported from China? Whoa! Oh, Paci- hey. Pacific
2: Rim Three, trade wars. Uh, <laughs> I think that. Oh
1: my gosh, Pacific Rim was so good.
2: Pacific Rim was not good.
1: Oh, it was so good. I
2: think that what happens is is we understand that um, – we understand in a, on a small scale. You, don't, like you a, don't
1: get it. The robots were too advanced for one person, so they a, had to use two people. When a
2: bunch of water pushes, wind comes out. <laughs> when you have a giant sea monster displacing a lot of water, a lot of wind is going to come out of the water. There's a, H2O, okay? H2O. O is oxygen. O is yeah. oxygen. Oxygen comes out of the water if you hit it hard
1: enough. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and there's your answer. No, you don't get it. The kaiju were coming to wipe out the humans. But then brought...
2: so okay. Keep going. You...
1: The, it, it it represents the resiliency of the human spirit. Okay. Okay. This is gonna. Ha- it explains where Godzilla came from, where Mothra came from. It ties together the whole Godzilla, King Kong, Mothra franchise.
2: What does this have to do with wind?
1: It has nothing to do with wind. I'm just saying you calling Pacific Rim bad is a huge injustice and I won't stand for it.
2: Listen, when was the last time you watched Pacific Rim? Because I've seen it probably Over six the or seven times.
1: Over the summer.
2: And I know that it's not good. Like, with Pacific
1: this- Rim is so good. I
2: I'm can not prove doing, it to you. I'm not doing this. Look, up, right
1: look up Pacific Rim on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Also, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong about the wind thing. Pacific Rim. Because I know where the wind comes from. It's on maps. Have you seen the wind on maps? It comes uh, from a giant guy's head and he looks like a cloud. That's true. where the wind comes from, and there's four different guys and they're all blowing from the ends of the earth. Okay. Earth is flat. That's true. The, the consensus, Pacific Rim has a seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's better than that's better than any other good movie. Okay. Look up The Godfather. The Godfather has a horrible rotten tomato score. Zero, zero results for the zero Godfather. Zero results for The Godfather. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the god father why doesn't it have a rotten tomato score oh it does it has a two percent on rotten tomatoes take that it doesn't it has 98 on. yeah that's what i thought okay that's where the win comes from next question next
2: question uh this is probably my favorite question i think it's the one that i'm most excited for what is the strongest opinion about something unimportant <laughs> that you have this is from at father Sharapa.
1: Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I need to answer first. Okay. okay, my strongest opinion is that the word clothes is pronounced clothes. Not clothes, like close the door. It's pronounced clothes with the TH. The TH works too hard to be denied its spot in the word clothes. clothes.
2: Yeah, i just adding an extra syllable that doesn't need to be there. What are you doing? I'm putting it on my clothes. It's not a
1: syllable, it's clothes.
2: Yeah, it's a you, consonant you have to it's the word stops it loses all of its momentum when you stick your tongue on those front teeth you got there your i'm putting butt, on my clothes your buck teeth sticking out
1: you're just not good at talking You're just not good at enunciation say clothes clothes see you just said it the way clothes that's how you just oh wait you wanted me to say clothes or clothes say the word of the thing
2: that's on your body right now clothes yeah you like stop the it's just it's ruining the english language
1: no, it doesn't. Okay, what what do you call it? You put you are clothing yourself. You are putting on clothing. I
2: am closing myself, closing myself clothes. off to the world by
1: putting on fabric. Yeah, it's what are you putting on yourself? Are you are putting on cloth? No, you are putting on cloth. Cloth. It's cloth. Cloth. It's not claw. Claw. White claw. It's not claws. It's cloths. Hey, can you hand me those cloths? Those washcloths? Ain't no lows when you are wearing clothes. Hold on, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why can you say wa- say washcloths? Washcloths. Yeah, how come that one's fine and not clothes?
2: There's no E. Or
1: moths. It. That one's fine. Huh? Baths? THS is all of a sudden fine now. No, it's clothes. Next question.
2: All right. <laughs> I don't have any response.
1: What's your strongest opinion?
2: My strongest opinion is that I believe, deep in my heart, that every cheeseburger tastes the same.
1: (laughs) You're so right.
2: So this is something that people get mad at me about. They say, Ethan, what's your favorite food? I say, cheeseburger. And they say, what's the best cheeseburger you ever had? And I say, the most recent one. (laughs) Because there's no... There's nothing about any cheeseburger that elevates it above any other cheeseburger because they're all meat and bread and cheese.
1: Yeah, that's like the best. It's already so good. It's
2: already there. Like I people get so mad and I say I would I would eat a McDonald's cheeseburger just as readily as I would eat a $25 cheeseburger from a highfalutin restaurant. Yeah. Nothing I, just along these lines, I think everything pretty much tastes good. In general, like there's there's no no palate. I really have zero. I think everything tastes fine. Like there's no
1: problem. The problem with restaurant hamburgers, the problem with restaurant burgers in general is like they make them so big and messy that you can't eat them.
2: It's true, but you have to, you have to know how they, how it works. How does it work? Well, you have to not be afraid to get your hands a little dirty. I am afraid to get my hands a little dirty. You dainty boy. That's
1: why I order my hamburgers with no bread. And I eat them with a knife and a fork.
2: I strongly believe that Tony Hawk is the coolest American alive right now. <laughs> name he's a someone. Rad dad. Name someone cooler than Tony Hawk.
1: Oh shoot, you're right. You can't. He's 50 can't. years old, and he invented skateboarding. He shreds the nar. He does. He's old enough to be our dad. He is. He 50. Yeah, he's. He is our as, dad. He is as old <laughs> as my dad.
2: Thank you, Tony. For everything you've done for this country and for myself.
1: Hold on. I'll, I'll give you this one. Okay. Chris Stefanik is the Catholic Tony Hawk. Uh, no, he is. He's old enough to be our dad. Okay. And he's ripped as heck. That's fair. He only wears black t-shirts. And he's definitely cooler than both of us and can beat us up.
2: I, say, I wouldn't say that either. I think I've got a youthful spirit. Where I can and they both that. follow me on Twitter. Okay. Calm down. Tony Hawk doesn't follow you on Twitter.
1: <laughs> stop that no he follows my friend on twitter though if the, the guy that's that asked, the the guy that asked the peer ministry question tony hawk follows him on twitter
2: that's ridiculous
1: isn't that weird yeah a little bit One of my favorite tony hawk stories are like he, he tells stories about like people recognizing him on public in public and he was like going through going through security at the airport and it was like huh anthony hawk kind of like tony hawk I wonder what he's up to. And he's like, this. (laughs) I'm doing this right now. Here I am. That's why he's
2: he's so great. He's underappreciated. Man. I feel like I have way more strong opinions about things that are unimportant. That cheeseburger one is like
1: super, super edgy because everyone is like, no, no, no. The best cheeseburger is from here. I get so upset when people, not, I don't get so upset, but it's silly when people compare fast food cheeseburgers because they're all fast food. They're all the same. They're all the same. Even 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 if you want to disagree and say like, oh well, like there's gourmet burgers or like I make my own hamburgers and I season them myself. Okay, fine, whatever. You want to take those off the table? All right, good. All fast food hamburgers are the same. Yeah, they're all from Gordon Food Services. mm -hmm. You know, every restaurant gets the their burgers from the same place. Teresa and I have this argument all the time. Food is not better because of geography. Pizza is not better in New York. Nothing is better because of geography. No, it's just its ingredients and like putting them together. That's what makes it different. Everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta try, you gotta try pizza from New York. You gotta try the Italian food over here." It's no, it's just because they're they're using the same ingredients. They just know what to do with them. That's really different. going in it's on not... the New
2: Yorkers this week, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I like making fun of New York. It's just a really easy target. One
2: other thing that I'll I'll say is that when you play cards, if you don't start dealing to the left, we might as well not play. <laughs> why? Because you're supposed to deal to the left. That's how every card game, or except like Uno when you switch the rotation. like It's that's, easier that way, I guess. That's how every card game ever has been played As you play to the left. And then yeah, sometimes cause... I'll play cards with people and they'll start dealing to the right or just willy-nilly about the circle. And I'm like, why even play if we're just not going to have any rule? Let's just have cats and dogs move in with each other. and Let's watch water flow uphill because there's no point... <laughs> And even and even looking at, and even playing this game anymore because you've You're disrupted trying to count cards, aren't You're, you? No, it's not about counting cards. This is just for I do this when we play like Monopoly Deal. You know, <laughs> it's just uh, it's one of those things that I'm like, come on, that's ridiculous.
1: You got another question? Oh yeah.
2: Ask ask the question. What would a perfect day look like to you? That's from at underscore leg underscore what a perfect day look like to you what a perfect day look like to you
1: (laughs) i guess we'll never know (laughs) what do you like Um, to do on your day off what do i do do on my day off oh my gosh i mean i read a lot um ideally i would go hiking it's getting a little cold for that actually it's actually the perfect weather to go hiking now like it's it's just cold enough that i can wear pants i hate wearing shorts hiking um yeah i don't know i like hiking phoebe phoebe enjoys it i enjoy it um i like sitting in coffee shops and writing on my macbook while listening to my airpods that's not true um yeah i normally just read on my day off i'm kind of boring
2: I'm with you. I really love I I was gonna say the same thing. Why do people always say hiking and reading? I feel like that's the two things everyone's like, Man, that's a perfect day for me.
1: Okay. People are lying. Nobody
2: does it. Nobody does it. They just Nobody like they want to cool. There's a hiking trail right near my, my house.
1: house. It's so nice. I
2: really like I like getting up early. Okay. Yeah. I like I like going to mass and get my prayer in right away. Mm. Uh and then I want it to be at that point when those things are over, it needs to be like eight thirty, right? Eight o'clock. On a Saturday. You go and you get coffee. Maybe a small, a light breakfast. Small breakfast. I'm not talking like a brunch. I'm talking a coffee and a quick bite. Okay? You're talking like cottage cheese. Yes. With almonds and pineapple. Um, and then from there, hopefully it's a nice cool day. So you can go. You can, oh, oh, man. I'm thinking I would love to just go outside and play basketball with the boys. You know, all morning. I'm talking off. from 9 until noon. Street ball, <laughs> hooping, okay. Five no rules. Five, full court, full contact, full pads, everything. <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe even mix it up. You go to the golf course. You do, you do some sort of physical activity. You play soccer, right? You just get a bunch of your friends together and you play. You play.
1: Spheres will fly. Regardless, we're loving spheres.
2: We just play all day. It gets time for like lunch, little early afternoon. You're getting a little tired. You go home. You shower up. Everybody eats a, just a turkey sandwich, just tasty. Put some mayonnaise, some mustard on there.
1: Yeah, you gotta do. You gotta chips. get. Um, you gotta get Frank's Red Hot or some kind of like some kind of like. Uh, Whose perfect Tabasco day is this? Sauce. No turkey sandwich, <laughs> mayonnaise, and Tabasco sauce. Okay, real good. Go on.
2: So if Patrick had his perfect day, that would be his sandwich. His perfect day sandwich. My perfect day sandwich is is a cheeseburger. <laughs> no, so. We do that, right? And then it's it's kind of like a nap and relaxation time. So people have a time for like from maybe one o'clock to about four o'clock. Okay, it's siesta. So you, <laughs> you can take a nap, you can read a book, you can we have we can play Super Mario Strikers for the Nintendo GameCube. Uh it's lots of options, but what we're chilling, right? We're laying on the couch, we're talking, we're shooting the breeze. Maybe maybe we uh you know, watch a film or something, you know, throw something up on the old screen. Maybe we watch Pacific Rim. Who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not?
2: Whatever's on TBS that day, uh, <laughs> and then everybody kind of gets themselves up, gets themselves together. We go out, we get a burger for dinner. And then Where I, from? What? It doesn't matter. Whatever's closest. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, you come back at night. You know, maybe you have a beer. You go to a bar. You get a beer. You know, you come back. You get some whiskey. You get some some. Some jewels, some vapes, and you build a fire. You sit around that fire. And you just talk. You hang out for the rest of the night, and then you go to bed at like one in the morning. That's a, that is a day. That is a perfect day to me.
1: That is a good. That is a good day. Yeah,
2: that's my bachelor party plan. I don't know what your bachelor party plan is, but that's no. So it's is. exactly
1: that. Yeah, a I'm just little, gonna do. Honestly, I think you were a little light on the vaping. I think we need to do a lot
2: more. A lot, vaping. lot more vaping. Well, we can vape the whole day if we really. We can vape.
1: <laughs> Wake up, vape. vape. Sit down. Vape.
2: vape. <laughs> if mass has incense, we
1: can vape during mass.
2: No one will know. Oh
1: man! Apparently, according to Father Anthony, back in the old days—well, it's still true. Tobacco doesn't break the communion fast, so you'd have like all these old Italian guys smoking a cigar. <laughs> they'd start it at the introductory rites. They'd end it right at the right at the presentation of the gifts, and then they'd be or end it right at the end of communion. And then they'd go up and receive communion.
2: At uh, at training this year. All the missionaries were in the chapel getting ready for mass and someone had really fired up the incense and the fire alarm went off Oh, and nice. They had, had to wait for the fire department to come. So there's 300 of us standing outside in the hot, hot Florida sun. And a couple guys were like, well, might as well. And they all lit up cigarettes and just waited <laughs> for the fire department to come. And everyone's like, That's you've so got cool. to be kidding me. I can't believe those guys are smoking. I'm like, I respect the hustle.
1: Me too. Father, Father Anthony goes a little too hard on the incense sometimes. Really? Yeah, it's funny because he tweeted once, like, he obviously he deleted this tweet because he deleted all his tweets. But he was like, uh, You only, if you, you don't cough when you smell incense if you're in a state of grace. And the past two times we've done Adoration at Youth Group, he's like accidentally blown his face full of incense. Like he just blows it up way too fast. It's like hot, hot, smoky boy. And he's like, so- <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Father Anthony, got to go to confession.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, do we have any other questions? Any other monthly mailbag questions, or can we move on to uh the good old, uh, the email? You know, some emails that we might have. Yeah, the emails.
1: Week? Well, this 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 email is kind of strange, honestly. Oh, like really? I don't actually know how to read it. It's kind of like an animal just jumped up and down on the keyboard and then put a bunch of acorn emojis at the end of it. Oh. So I don't exactly know what to make of it. Hmm. Do you know who this is from?
2: Um. Andrew Yang? I don't know who that is. It's a politics but... joke. I'll cut it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Acorn is a politics thing.
2: Yeah. Is it? No, keep it in. All right, cool. That's funny. Yeah, why not? Does it have maybe an, a, a from address on the email?
1: Um, no. It says from i don't i don't i don't know i don't know it says Hammy me at over the over the
2: man. ever since that movie came out hammy has really diversified his interest he's gone from just <laughs> acorns to founding his own company and getting a business handle
0: Goodness!
2: <laughs> so you're telling me that hammy from over the hedge has joined our, our co- i am telling you join the you, cause exactly of verify that, 2020 yeah. As we all know, I don't even need to look up a Wikipedia page for this boy because I know exactly what's his deal. Hammy is a freaking legend, okay? Okay. (laughs) Hyperactive, one time stopped time so that he could put a couple humans in a big old bear trap. Now, that's the kind of uh, gumption that we like to see on the Verify 2020
1: That's the kind of guy we want on our team. That's a guy
2: that we want. If we have a guy on our team that can stop time, move people around, injure them a little bit, so that we can uh, maybe get
1: verified? Maybe get at Jack a little, a little afraid for his life yeah. so he decides to well, he's attacked a by a squirrel. Hamy's just pure, right? He sees the
2: hedge when it comes up and he's scared of the hedge. He runs from edge to edge and he says, edge to edge of the hedge. And he says it never ends. So he clearly has a, has fear and awe of of great things, right? Of amazing things, which is which is good and proper. He wants to name the, the hedge Steve, which is a little concerning. <laughs> but from the moment that RJ steps on the scene, he's ready to uh, to follow him. And in the same way, he's contacted us and said, you remember the way that I followed RJ and I helped him get all that food to pay off that bear? Yeah. I'm here for you guys. I'm here for you. So thank you, Hammy, for joining. <laughs> joining it's the incredible
1: team. to me how much you remember from that movie. I
2: watched that movie all the time. I've also played the game, and I think that just solidified a lot of the... Uh, yeah, I played the game mind. too. The yeah. game's great.
1: Well anyway, thanks thanks Hammy and all of our other um all of our other verified 2020 uh supporters. We really appreciate it. Also, thank you for uh just coming back every week and taking a picture with us. I know, it's that's like, amazing. It's, really...
2: it's we we have to put on the same clothes every single week and get LL Cool J, and he's notoriously hard to find, but when we do find him, it's amazing. Uh, and yeah, every, and
1: obviously Chuck E. Cheese is like the hardest guy for to sure. Yeah, I mean his, he's just so his busy. His tour schedule is insane. Uh, but yeah, I mean he makes an appearance at every kid's birthday party, yeah,
2: it, it, every single one. Is, which is funny because so does Condoleezza Rice, which I think is interesting. <laughs> she goes to if every, not physically, she's
1: at least in their minds. Every and kid's birthday party,
2: which is which is incredible. Wow, another episode in the books, huh?
1: Yep, another episode. Thanks so much for listening. I really, you know, once more, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you guys if you guys like the podcast, if you want to support us, one of the best things you can do is support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash thecrunch. Another good thing you can do is uh, just shoot us an email. Give us a review on iTunes or shoot us an email and uh, tell us how much you like the show. How do you like the rebrand? What's going on? You can email us patrick at thecrunchcast.com or ethan at thecrunchcast.com. Follow us on follow us on Twitter at Bro Postle, or at Catholic Pat. You can follow us on Instagram at Ethan Stevie or at Patrick Nevy I I I, or on Twitter or on uh, Instagram at the Crunch Cast. Ethan, do you have anything else for the people?
2: I feel weird about this. I don't like this this inversion of uh, what's really happening.
1: Thank you all for listening. No! Pray for us. we'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week. Oh man, I didn't know that was my last line. I didn't know that I was going to do that, but I decided to do it. (laughs) That was great.